Daily Ram from Monday, Chayel Tav Shempei, the second paragraph of Hilchas Kriyashma. Now on Shabbos we concluded Hilchas Tshuva and Sefer Amada, all forty-six prakim. On Sunday we began uh, Sefer Av and Hilchas Kriyashma, and we'll bring the, how the Ram defines the Sefer in his Hakdama to the whole uh, Mishnah Torah. After the uh, Hakdama and the list of mitzvahs, um, the Rambam summarizes each Sefer of the fourteen prakim in a few lines. We'll quote. Sefer Sheini, Achlobay HaMitzvah Shehein Tadiris. In the second Sefer, I'm going to include the mitzvahs that are very common, that we do every day. We were commanded. Why are they Tadiris? Why do we always do them? Because they are, uh, they were commanded in order to love Hashem and to always remember Hashem. So all those things are going to be here in Sefer Abed. And I also included Mila. Uh, because it's a sign in our flesh to always remind us when we don't have to film, we don't have, to, we don't have all, any of those other mitzvahs, so then the meal is always there. So it also fits in this category. And I call this Sefer, Sefer Ava. And that's what we're uh, beginning uh, today and Sunday and Monday. And uh, we can also see how the continuation to what we learned in the Seder Torah is very obvious. Learned about Ava in the beginning of you say that Ava at the end of Hilchas uh, Tshuva. So uh, we see the, the continuation of Sefer Amada is very clear. Uh, regarding Hilchas Kriyashma, the Raman began and said, it was mocked him and said, Mitzvah say Achas, Vihilukris Kriyashma Pamayim Bayoim. There's uh, one Mitzvah in Hilchas Kriyashma, that's to read Kriyashma twice, that's one Mitzvah. And that's what we're dealing with in these four Prakim. And uh, of course, most of it is taken from what you learn in Masechus Brachas. Now, in Pedagal, the Ram explained the basic details of uh, what the Parshish Kriyashma are, the three Parshish, Baruch Shem, Berchus Kriyashma, Zman Kriyashma, that was Pedagal. Now we're going to move on to other dinim, additional dinim, and how you say Shema, as we shall see. And uh, I'll try to bring Lahalacha from the Alter Rebbe where possible, but I'm not uh, promising that this is comprehensive. Wherever uh, we manage to fit it in, we will, and that's that. So Perek Sheni. Allah starts with the din of Kavana. If you read Shema, you didn't focus your mind. Even on the first Pasuk, you did not fulfill your obligation for this mitzvah. So you really need to focus for that first Pasuk. And the rest, but the rest of it, even though you're saying it, if you didn't focus, you didn't focus your mind, then you're, you are still yet. Even if the reason why you were saying it was you were sort of just going through, reading through the Torah along your way, or meaning speaking your way through the Torah, or you were... Um, you were being magia the parshias. You want to make sure that all the words are correct. In order to be magia, you just say the words out loud. And it happened to be the time where you're supposed to say kriyashma, yatsa. That's okay. You actually did the mitzvah, even though you were technically doing it for another reason. But who should keep in levi? But possibly, as long as you, uh, by the first possible, you had in mind, I'm doing the mitzvah, mitzvah kriyashma. Now he starts talking about the uh, position of the, high, of the body, what the position your body is in. Everyone reads uh, however uh, they're moving along. Whether they're standing, whether they're walking, whether they're lying, whether they're riding on an animal. Whatever, whatever mode you're in, just say Shema in that mode. But it's prohibited to say Shema if you're flat on your face. Oi, on the ground, or flat on your back, facing upwards. 
But if you're lying on your side, then lying is okay. It's not a problem with lying. It's just uh, you're not supposed to, be supposed to be on your back and on your face anyway. Uh, certainly for Kriyashma, not allowed to. And what if you're lying, presumably, on your back and the person's very corpulent, he can't, uh, not so comfortable for him to turn over to his side. Uh, or he's sick, so he doesn't have the energy to turn over. Uh, so it's enough to just turn a little bit meaning for a regular person it wouldn't be enough to turn a little bit but for someone like that he's on his back and he turns a little bit uh, it's okay now the Rav it says it's better to sit interesting that I didn't mention sitting here it's standing, walking, uh, lying and writing the best would be to sit if you can the Kassab Mishnah responds First of all, the Kassab Mishnah's Gersa, the common Gersa was Im Yishka. Yeser Tevhu Im Yishka. So that doesn't make any sense. No, we have to fix it, to say Yeshiv, but that's what the Kisvayad say anyway, so that's, it's fine. So, rival is saying we should talk a sit. He says, In Bazar Sagal Rabbeinu, this is not an argument against the Ramam. The Iu, why might he be Yachal Yeshiv? I'm talking about someone who can't sit. If he could, that maybe he would, but we're talking about someone who can't, and he can't even uh, turn over onto his side. So, he's turning a little bit. The Kassar Mishnah adds that the Kassar Rabbeinu Menayach was one of the early Mepharshim on the Rambam, and the Kassar Mishnah quotes passages from him. He says, Kassar Rabbeinu Menayach, Misha Enibal Basar Echayelech, you're not uh, in that category. Also, Likris Elam Yoshev, really, you actually should sit up. That's uh, what he says. You should really be sitting in a respectful way while you're lying on your, on your side. Okay. We're going to talk about waking up for Kishma um, in the next halacha, actually. So, uh, now regarding the, uh, the, the importance, the, the, how the first Pasuk is the most important thing, uh, considering the situation a person's in. So someone who is walking, you stop for the first Pasuk, pause from your movement. And then once you read the first Pasuk, then you can keep walking and reading as you're walking. So you bother him, you wake him up till he reads the first Pasuk. From there on in, if the sleep overcame him, which we call anus shayna, sometimes uh, sleep is with our anus, we don't bother him. So the Kassif Mishnah writes regarding this halacha that uh, it's a Gemara, that uh, if you said, Thomas uh, said, you say, Shema Yisrael, Venanas Peshen Yatza, and Rav Nachman told his servant Daru, be Mitzarmi for the first Pasuk, don't be Mitzarmi for the rest. Um, another story in the Gemara, so the Rosh, brings in the Rosh, the Rosh says that what this means is, is that, he is reading the whole thing. Not that he only reads the first passage and then he just falls back asleep. No. The first passage has to be woken up until he reads the Kavana. The rest, he reads uh, the sleepy matter without Kavana. And that's the channel of the Gemara in all those places. Um, and other people showing him bring it. And um, it says, The Rambam used the language of the Gemara, which wasn't as clear on this point, but it's not a proof. If the Rambam just uses the language of the Gemara, it's not a proof necessarily that the Rambam uh, disagrees with those we him. He says that, uh, Sounds like he thinks the Rambam would agree that really means you are, and we're going to see later in Allah Yid Beis, uh, you're going to see in Allah Yid Beis, it seems like the Rambam is basically saying that clearly. Look in Shulchan Aruch and Alter Rebbe Shulchan Aruch. I'll quote from Alter Rebbe Shulchan Aruch and Simon Samach Gimel Rokhavav. If you're sleeping or Mitzarim, you wake him up till he reads Pasuk Gishon and he's Er Mamish, completely awake, so he can be Mechavim. Mikan ve'Eloch, you're not Mitzarim, so he should be Er Mamish, fully awake. She'af apishu kainim esnamim yatsa. Even though he's reading and he's falling asleep, he's drowsy. He was yatsa. 
ideally you should have kavanah for the whole thing. We don't bother him for that. Even shu anus b'shenik, there is an element of anus here. He's sleeping. But you do have to bother him until you can see that he said every word with his mouth. So after that, doesn't leave any doubt. That's what we mean, lahalach. All right. Now we move on to talk about someone who's occupied with something else. We have a few halachas like that. What do you do? Uh, it starts with work. Misha yezik malacha. Someone is working. In this case, he's working for himself. He's doing just some work from, on his own. Mafsikat shiyikra parsha yishen of kula. See, he has to interrupt till he finishes reading the whole first parsha. Now, until now, we've been talking about the first pasuk, and uh, we're going to say in a moment. Or obviously, you read the rest just while you're working. The point being, you should stop from your work for the first parsha, and then you continue working and you can say the rest. Now, until now, we were talking about the first pasuk. You stop for the first pasuk. You wake up for the first pasuk. Why did we switch the parsha here? Let me just read the Raman because you'll see the Raman. And the same goes for workers who are being employed by someone else. They also interrupt their work for the first parasha. So the Raman puts this word here that it shouldn't be like a temporary mode of reading. This goes for both of them. You read while you're working. Let's just finish the halacha. on top of a tree, on top of a wall, so you're in a bit of a precarious position, and maybe it's not the best place to concentrate. You stay up there, you don't have to come down. That will just take away from your work. And you have to say as well, uh, before and after. Now, what's the what's the story here with the parsha versus the pasuk? So the cast of Mishnah quotes the Mishnah. It's really a Mishnah. And the Gemara says that one source said it's only if they're not working. And the Rice says even if they are working. So it's like Kashi, how about Krishna, how about Shani? Parakrishan, you have to uh you have to stop Parakshani while you're working. Uh so the the Rif and the Rosh he says the Lemishum to be in Kavana Bukli Parakrishna. It's not because you need Kavana for the first whole parak, the Kaimalan Karava, the sort we went with from the previous halachas, that the first Pasuk needs Kavana, not the first parak. So why did they say the first parak? This is the Rif and the Rosh, Mishum Delay the Shavala Arai. That uh here it doesn't spell it out more than that, but the the, the vart seems to be that uh, if you're not doing anything else, nothing you're doing is disturbing, is it's contrary to the Shema. Then you focus on the first pasuk. But if you're working, you're doing something else. Then it's like you're adding an element of array over here. It seems like uh, you're not taking it seriously. You're doing something else. This is just a side okay. thing. So for that to remove that uh, disrespect of the array, for that you need a break for a full parak. That's uh, that seems to be the case here. And um, you know, why does he add whether you are working for yourself, whether you're working for other people? So the Kassam Mishnah says, because we're going to see by Hilchas Tefillah that we're actually remakeful for workers. Workers get a get a easier, uh, you know, we do with them in the easier case. But the, for Shema, that's why you think. For Shema, though, it's the same halacha. There's no difference. So the Kassam Mishnah has it. Rabbeinu Menayach writes that Right, right. So, so there's a much, much more stronger element of that. On the other hand, there's certain chiyuvim that you can't skip. Then your boss doesn't have the power to take away from you. So, so in Hilchos Tefillah, in Hilchos Tefillah, we'll see what the Allah by Tefillah is. But for this, there's no difference. That's the point over here. That's why he mentioned both, just to let you know there's no difference. Um, the Kass of Mishnah quotes in Rabbeinu Munayach, who says that... Uh, the boss, the overseer, the manager, whatever you want to call him, he's also standing up on the tree. He doesn't need to stand on the tree. They, they're more of work. They shouldn't get down on it. It's going to waste time. But if he's just there to move them along, 
he should go down first and then read it normally, and then he can go back up. It's not as important for him uh, to be up there. Now, what about someone who's involved with important things, Helga uh, things, special things? Halacha. If you're learning, Migiyaz man Krishma, and Krishma comes along, Pesik for Kredi, interrupt, and you read. And you also say the Berchus Krishma before and afterwards. The Talmud doesn't trump uh, saying Krishma. You have to interrupt the Krishma. What if you're dealing with the communal matters? Layavsik, so then you shouldn't interrupt the Yigmar Eskei, and then the communal matters, matters come first. And if you have time left, then read, and if not, not. Now, the Kassif Mishnah says that uh, it seems pretty clear that because that's what it seems to be, that if you're, uh, even if you'll miss it. Only in the original generations where whoever was involved in communal matters really meant that he's really doing it for the right reasons. Yeah, it's, even if I think that now not, but if it's actually an urgent matter, you're, you're saving people's money and no one else is going to be able to help them. If it's actually something extra urgent that doesn't, uh, you know, interrupt and would actually uh, harm your efforts. So then, but he was just saying that from here it's mashma that anyone who's uh, the president of the shul is involved uh, with running the shul. Uh, I'm not going to read Piyashma. No, I'm all. It was L'Shem Shemaim today. Can we say it's 100% L'Shem Shemaim? Um, however, the, uh, the basic Yosef does not accept that. It says who? However, if you look at the he actually adopts this through the Nisakalim into the Shulchan Aruch. That's actually an urgent thing where you're needed. And then, even if you're only trying to save people's money, even if you're not saving lives, you're saving people's money, even then, at least read the first Pasuk, come on, surely you have five seconds to spare, ten seconds, whatever it is. Um, and uh, or if you can actually read it while you're working, I mean, it's, mom, as you can't say the words while you're working, say the whole Shema while you're working. This is an akupan, and you have to say Yitzias Mitzrayim. Even if this man Kriyashma passes, your taka is so caught up, you couldn't say anything. He says, even if Kriyashma passes, Zui Mitzvah Atzma or Mitzvasa Kolayim. The Mitzvah Yitzias Mitzrayim is actually all day, so um, say something as Yitzias Mitzrayim. And if it's even past the time, you know, according to Shulchan Aruch, you shouldn't even say Berchus Kriyashma after a certain time. So if it's after that time, you shouldn't say Emes Viyatsev. If you still have time to say, you know, if it's still the time to say Emes Viyatsev, so say that. If not, then just say a parsha. That's what the that's what the Alter writes. Lahalacha on this. Now regarding um, someone's involved his own bodily, uh, own personal stuff. Someone was eating a shayba merchatz or he's. The bathhouse, he was getting a haircut, or he was uh, involved in the tannery with the leather, or there's a court case, a Jewish court case, first you finish what you're doing, and then you say, obviously you still have time. The point is, you don't have to interrupt right away, you can finish what you're doing, and then say, while you still have time. If you're afraid that maybe the time is going to pass, or possibly you interrupt and you said it right away, that's better. So the Ravid comments, and he says, you have to stop right away. Because this is This is a big discussion. Very interesting. If you look in the Shulchan Aruch of the Mechaber and Simon I and Sif, hey, he writes like this. This is what the Mechaber writes. 
According to the Rambam, first finish, and then say Kriyashma. Villa Raivid, Mafsik Vikare, Avabishi Yeshus Likas. According to the Raivid, you should interrupt right away. Very interesting that in the Machaber, in the Shachanot, it says Leha Rambam, Villa Raivid. Seems like unusual. I actually made a quick search to see if there's anything else like this in, uh, in, in the Machaber Shachanot. I found only one place in Simon Kufnan Tess. It says, Mem Sa'a, Maim Shu'uvn Shabakarki, a 40 Sa'a of water that's not kosher her mikveh. Lehar Hambam, Eimat Bil Mehmas Ayadayim. You shouldn't use it for Nintilas Yadam or whatever. You shouldn't use it to clean your hands. Well, Ivid, yes. That's Melchus Brachus. We'll see uh, not too far along in Sefer Abba. You look at Alter Rebbe Shulchan Aruch, though. He already just goes with the Ravid. He says, Oyesik Bachila, Shoyeskin Bedin. He adds Nitil, even if it's a small soda, even if it's the Gmardin, even if you're the Marchots, even if it's just for a sweat, for a Schwitz, or you had a haircut, all the rest. Um, and you're afraid that it might schlep. Stop, even if you have more time later. But you're afraid maybe you will uh, drag it out, even though your plan is to have time. And it's not like Tfilah. Where if uh, you started something else, you shouldn't interrupt. Which is the Ravid said that uh, that Kishma uh, is different than Tefillah. Then he says, "By he has a whole by This is um, this is uh, also in Simanayim. So if you started Beiser, meaning was within half an hour. Let's say it's the morning. So within half an hour of Alesa Shachar of the morning light, uh, you started eating or doing all the other things. Um, before that, so you're allowed to start. But the point being that if you started at the wrong time, that's what we're talking about. But if you actually started off way before Alesa Shachar, so then you don't have to interrupt if you have time. And that's where this language of the Ram would actually fit in. If you were afraid, that is a Meshubach. And this is Vyeshaim and the Rosh says that this whole, the whole different problem. You're not supposed to eat before Davin. The, right? The Shulchan Aruch says, Asim for Davin, not supposed to eat. So, uh, I feel his Chobahater, once the time of Davin comes, is the Isra Achila Kred Matfila. So it sort of knocks the whole, uh, at least the whole Achila out of the picture, according to that. All right, now we talk about someone who's in the mikveh. Zion, Mishar Litzpah, someone went down to Toivl, the mikveh. Yochal, also discusses, look at his credit, Shetani Tzachama, Yalav, discusses, Yikra, if you can go up and cover up and read the Shema before, you have Netzachama, Hanetzachama, where the sun actually rises, Yalav, discusses, Yikra, so then you should go up and do that. We should learn in that the, the ideal man is Shiyasko Likris Kaidim Hanetzachama. You should start reading before Hanetzachama. To finish it, and to finish reading in the last bracha with Hanetzachama, and if you did it afterwards, you have to save Zman Kriyashma, what we call save Zman Kriyashma. So this person in the mikvah, we're talking about someone who wants to do it by uh, Hanait. So if he can go and cover himself and make it, you cover himself. And he's afraid that uh, by the time he gets out, he's going to miss this man of Hanetzachama. So then you You cover yourself up in the water. You can remain undressed as long as you're covered in the water. Just, just bring you know, your body down and up to your neck or whatever. And, uh, and you, you say the Shema better. If you want the Hanetzachama, you can do it like that. Well, you scars, but you can't cover yourself. If the water has a bad smell, then that's not good. Water that's used for soaking things, also, it's not Chavadika uh, water. Or if it's completely clear water, now you see uh, private parts, which the assumption apparently is that Stam water wasn't so clear. So it's like if you somehow happen to have clear water, but you can cover yourself if you're in dirty water that doesn't have a bad smell, so then you bring your body in, and then you can read where you are. Um, 
And then the Shulchan Aruch and the Atarab Shulchan Aruch, they add a detail that, by the way, if you try just using your hand to cover your private parts, that does not help. Look at Al-Tarab and Simonai and Al-Tarab says, Al-Tarab says, Al-Tarab if you cover it with your hand, any chash of kisah doesn't count as uh, covering. Sha'aleva yad guf echarheng, because your heart and your body are one, one part, or part of one thing. And the body can't cover itself. Not considered covering. And the same goes for covering your head with your hand. If you have no other head covering, that wouldn't count as a covering so that you can make a bracha, you can say Hashem's name. The mocker is from a tshuva of the Urzerua that uh, copied in Tunumah Sadashan. And over there brings a raya from Rabbeinu Tam. The Rabbeinu Tam would take a bath and he would drink. He'd take a drink. So when he wanted to take, make a, take, a, take a drink and make a bracha, so he would take a beget and cover his heart. He would cover that part of his body. So the heart doesn't see the Arab. That was the Lamaisa Rav, what Rabbeinu Tam did, Lamaisa. So from there we see. Yes. Um, so we mash from here, the Begad, the Loi Bayadayim. So from here we see Dafka Begad and not his hand. That proves this concept that the hand doesn't uh, count as a cover. Now the Kasaf Mishnah also mentions here that the Archas Chaim quotes that Ashba, that it makes sense to say that in such a situation where you just you say the Berchas Kriyashma on the water, Afterward, they said the Kriyashma the word, and afterwards you go and you just say the Birchas Kriyashma Bifneatma. You just say Yoytzer and Ava without the Shema. The Ava Misha ain't a credit Kriyashma, even though you're not saying Shema anymore because you already said it, you're Yoytzer. The Brachas were not made for Kriyashma, even though we call them Birchas Kriyashma. If that we said that, then obviously you can't say it separately, but it doesn't say that. So these are just Brachas that are speaking about general things. We say them together with Kriyashma, but it's not Niskanu al Kriyashma. So if you want to say it separately, you can say it separately. This is really a big subject, lots of opinions. It's interesting to point out, it's actually mentioned in Tanya, Perek Namtes. It says, Why did, why is it this Takana altogether? There's no Rashba said that uh, technically you don't have to say it together. If so, that's the case, then why do we say it together in the first place? Why are you even calling it that? Why do they say that? It has to be the Fana. So he says, the whole point of Kriyashma is the kind of just stand against anything that's preventing you. And he weighs Taichik over there, is Lavacha, Heino Isha Vila The wife and children are the ones uh, pulling him away. It's the person's heart is tied to them. Nafshcha, Meidaches, Chaim, Zayne. Bani Chaim, Zayne, basically. All three, you have to abandon all three. Lahafkar, Akoyal, for Avas Hashem. How are you going to, bam, how are you going to get to that in uh, Shema? So for that reason, you're Metaken. Uh, which talks about the Malachim, the Gdullah Sakadish Baruchu, Mashmir Beyer, Makdishim, Remember Beyer, Kadish. There we see the greatness, we find Machayas Akadish, Baruch Kadashim and Kaima, the way we always tie Shachsidus, then you have Baruch Brachashnia, Avas Oilam. After we describe the Malachim, does Hashem hang out with the Malachim? No, he niach Kotzva Mailak Dashim, and he came down to us, Dishashkinasi Elenu. Elikeinu, he's our Elikim, Ava de Chekas as Abbasar, that's the whole theme, Avas Oilam, Hashem took his great light, it was with Samtimit, he wants to have a relationship with us. That's Chem the Gedele of Yaseira, this amazing uh, mercy of Hashem to do this, even our bodies, the Tonu, he goes through the highlights from the Brachas, and when you go, you think about all of this, then to slide Nafshay, and then you're going to have a you're going to abandon the Banachai Mizayne and have true Ava. So that's a, just an interesting point relating to here, relating to the Rashma, the, the, the Al-Tarebbe quotes in Tanya. Now the correct way of reading. 
Why are you saying you shouldn't be uh, winking with your eyes or making motions with your lips or with your fingers? Because that also, we had the word Kriyasa right before for someone who's, while he's working. So similarly, you're doing other things. You're making other gestures. It doesn't look nice. And if you did that, even though you were Yaitse, it's very not nice. You should hear the words that you're saying. If you didn't hear Yaitse, it's still okay. But you should get the letters right. And if you didn't get them right, Yaitse. Now he says, task hates the doctor. So what are we talking about? This is what the Rama says. You should be careful that the dogish, a hard letter, you should say it as a hard letter, a base, and you shouldn't, uh, you shouldn't say, say a base is a vase, and a vase is a base. You have some shvas are shvana, and some are shvanach, just not the chet. So also, you shouldn't get it wrong. Therefore, you should make a space between any two letters that are similar. Where one is the end of one word and the next is the beginning of the next word. You have a lamin at the end and at the beginning of the two words. You pause. And then you say Not and then one lamin there, not two. You have to pause between mehera. And he gives another example, hakanov pesil. Now, um, first of all, Interestingly, the Raman doesn't really bring the rules of Dick, right? The Raman sometimes brings other subjects in, uh, let's say, Kiddush HaKadosh, right? The Raman goes off onto the whole subject of Kiddush HaKadosh. You could have just said, it's in another, we had the question also, uh, by Maisim Agav and why does he bring it all in here? You could have said, look in a book that talks about it. So, here, Lamashal, the Raman doesn't bring Dick, why not? Maybe you should have had a section on Dick, in Mishnah Torah. Interesting to pay attention to what, yeah, what not. I saw someone quotes, the Raman writes a picture of Mishnahis and Brachas regarding this Allah, what am I ill? We have Shalak Kasvam al Sefer. These are things you can't write. And on something you learn orally from a teacher that I didn't feel uh, he wasn't into writing diktuk. I know obviously there are many tracts in diktuk, but then I'm, apparently his attitude was it's just something you learn and that's it. Now, what's the story with a kind of psil? So, um, paper here, there's just one article that's been written about it. You have all the, the debates and discussions, you know, whose uh, pronunciation of the letters is correct. You have the Ashkenazim, you have the Svaradim, you have arguments, whose is better. So here's one article making, you know, one, taking one position. He says there's a, a source that uh, Saji Gain and Rabdonash, who lived in his time, one of the early Medactikim, they said that the Arabic alphabet and the Hebrew alphabet are identical, except that Hebrew has three extra letters, the Gimel and the Pei with the Duggish. We don't, our pronunciation doesn't even have a Gimel with the Duggish, but Pei, right? We know the Arabs can't say Pei, they say B. They don't have that letter in the alphabet. So we have the Pei and we have the Vase, which, how, how do we pronounce it? That's a question. And the Arabs have three letters that we don't have. According to this, whenever you have a shayla, how you pronounce a letter, you just look at Arabic. That's uh, one mocker. Um, on the other hand, he says, you have the Rashbats in Maganovis. He says that the Habez Harafel Hegem Oisa Yehudim Shiva Artis Arvi and Bedibuks Vasan Kamaya Degushi says that the Vez for the, for the Svardim, he doesn't call them Svardim yet, the Artis Arvi, and they say it almost like a, a Dagesh. There's no difference like, between the Bays and the Vez. He says the Jews live by Eretz HaNaitzrim and the European countries, they say the Vez like a Vav. The Rashbat says, Vizesh Shibish Gala, that's terrible. How could the, how could the Vez be like the Vav? Um, he says, that's not how we pronounced it, where we came from. And he says, you see, he says, we see, but Krishna, Adam doesn't mention this one. He says, he says, you should say, Esav Besadcha. So if, how would there be a problem with Esav Besadcha if, uh, if they're the same? Like the Svardim. From here we see that, uh, well, no, well, 
No, okay, a guy is base ace of kagot for karat, that they are the same. Yeah, they're not this far, but if, because they're the same, therefore you have to pause and make sure that you're not uh, running one to the next. Things other makairis, also about a kind of psil. Um, then it brings rias on the opposite. You have other makairis that say that baget kafes, specifically, you have two sounds in Sefer Yitzira. Whole discussion, just interesting point. Now we don't have time to really uh, get into all the details, just wanted to mention. Tzorech levar zayin shel tizkuru. You also, when you say tizkuru, you have to say the zayin strong. But tzorech leharech bedal. It wasn't called a dal. One more letter. I have a dalad, and then a dalad with a dalad. That comes in over here with the dalad of echad. That's so part of the... Exactly. So tzorech leharech bedal. Here, at least the Mayrambam, it's not called dalad. It's just called dal. Shel echad. While you're stretching out the Dalit, you're crowning Hashem over the whole world. Uh, the four corners, the Dalit. Yes, the question is, what's the story? A whole big discussion about that. And there's some that say that there's like a z or this sound, uh, this sound in the, in the Dal when it has a dot, when it has a dogish. So the same thing here, you should like make the, emphasize the Dal. However, now today, you can't stretch it. Pause and you think about it. And there's a whole discussion because the marker of the Altareb is in the Trimas Hadashin. And the question is whether the Trimas Hadashin really meant that. Someone said that he doesn't think that that's what the Trimas Hadashin meant. And um, it turned into this very recent discussion. Some, what is the Trimas Hadashin right? So some swarm, it says, Mayrich Pesef HaBracha, regarding the Dalit. So Mayrich Pesef HaBracha sounds more like you pause. Others said, no, the Shemus Hashem says, Marech Pesef Havarasa, Marech, the end of the syllable, that sounds like you stretch out the syllable. So I started looking, I myself started looking, I saw that in the first tradition, the first print, it says Havarasa. But in the second print, which is also very early, even within a few years, it says Habracha. Then I went, today you can look online, you can see all the Kisvayad, and it's very interesting, some Kisvayad say Habracha, and some Kisvayad say Havarasa, so it's uh, still uh, an undecided argument. That's what Alter Rebbe understood from the Tumas Adashin Taka that um, that it's not that you're not stretching out the dial, you're just pausing and thinking. But however, historically, you have those that say that it really was, yeah, the Svardim, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So that's the question is how did the Tumas Adashin? How was his alphabet? What his alphabet sound like? Okay. And you shouldn't uh, say the ches fast, because then it sounds like you're saying echad, uh, uh, which is like, instead of saying Hashem is one, you're asking if Hashem is one, you have to be careful with how you pronounce it. Okay, the rest we're going to have to say a bit more quickly. By the way, the rabbi disagreed, he said, I don't see the problem with uh, saying a shvanach as a shvanah, what's the problem? He also said, also, should be careful with the aleph. Person can read any language, and then you have to be careful from making a mistake in that language, just as much as you would do in Hebrew. Right? It says, hey, what's the problem? It's a different language. Who cares? Says, no, you have to. You know, why would you want to say it in a completely wrong way? Say it in the best way you can. I think the Alter Rebbe goes with the Ramam. <laughs> and we're not going to really comment on anything else. If you say it out of order, if you said the out of order of the psukim in the wrong order, if you said if you said before Shema, they're not supposed to. I say that they're not next to each other in the Torah. So if they're next to each other, then it would be more of a reason to say you have to say it in order. But since Shema and Shema are not exactly next to each other, it's fine. If you read the pasuk twice, it's not good. Why are you saying it again? Sometimes you do say Shema, it's like the Pizman, you say the Shema over again, that's, that's fine, he says. 
Um, that's that. Um, if you said a word twice, don't do that. Don't If you did it with pauses, you're okay. Even if the pause was so long, you could have finished the whole thing. Wish you could all say as long as you're reading an order. Kram is standing if you were falling asleep, which connects to what we discussed before. Boom, Misha, any lay, ever lay near the machine, someone who's not fully awake, not fully asleep. Yatza, well, that she air of a prosecution as long as you were awake for the first prosecution. I'm not sure whether you said it or not. Crazy, but you say it again. And you say, but if you knew that you said, you're not sure you said the brachas. That already is not, you don't say the brachas. If you made a mistake, go back to where you made the mistake. Now you want to be partial of Parsha. If you're not sure uh, where you are, any of your days, Parsha, which should I just finish? Where do I have to start? Go back to the beginning. Surely you would know if you said. If you start, made a mistake in the middle, you don't know where. And you go back to the beginning. You got confused. You don't know where am I? You just go back to the beginning. You said the word many Which You go back to the first one. But if your mouth kept on going on to the manyerbu, then you say, okay, my brain must know, my mouth must know where I'm holding. If you meet someone, they met you. Might have been paraklapatic. If you're between Yishma uh, Mayim Shemaya, Paisiko Maschil, Vishayol, Vishleim Yishu Chayav, Bechvaydein. So then you can interrupt and say hello if you have, if you're supposed to be respectful. Mention Pagabav, your Rabbi, your father, your Rabbi, or someone who's very greater than you in the Chachma. We learned about it in the Chachma. You don't say hello, but you respond hello to anyone who says hello to you first. The Zion, Hayakari Emsa Apedek. If you're middle of Shema, middle of Apedek, any place you can ask for the then you don't say hello to anybody. Elavish Lemishu Misyerman, unless it's someone you're afraid of. Melech, honest, whether it's a king or someone who's very violent, Elamishu Chayav Bechvayde, but someone who you're supposed to be respectful. Father, teacher, only if he says hello to you first, then then you can respond to him and not to a regular person. Zion, Elohim ben Aprakim. What do we mean in the middle or between? Between Yitzer and Ava, between Shnei Lashma, between Ava and Shma, between Shma Vayim Shemayim, between Vayim Shemayim Vayimer, between Vayim and Emes Vayatziv, between Vayim and Emes Vayatziv. Vayu Emta Perek Das, like in middle, because you're supposed to say Hashem Lekeichem Emes. You're supposed to go straight into Emes. You can't interrupt. Layavsega Lishol Pnei Yira, Lahashem Pnei Kavod. So between Hashem Lekeichem and Emes, it's like you're in middle. You should only say hello to someone you're. Afraid of and respond a lot to someone you honor.